0: Hey, and listeners, this is part two in my deep dive on apologies and forgiveness. I am going to be recording probably several chapters in this deep dive spanning, I'm guessing, a lot of hours, maybe up to 20 plus hours. I didn't realize that apology research and thought and experience would take up that much time, but there's really so much to talk about when we talk about apologies. It's, it's not a simple topic. It involves all of us and all of our relationships almost all of the time. As an exercise, you can ask yourself, what apology would you love to receive from a loved one? Whether it's your partner or your parents or an old friend, what apology would you love to get from that person but might have given up on ever receiving it? Imagine if you actually did get that sincere apology, how good that would feel and how transformative that would be to your life, to your working models of self and other, to your relationship with that person. And And so this is part two in that deep dive. And I thought I'd start it off by analyzing Bill Clinton's apology to the nation regarding Monica Lewinsky. Let's get into it. Good evening.
1: This afternoon in this room from this chair, I testified before the Office of Independent Counsel and the grand jury. I answered their questions truthfully, including questions about my private life. Questions no American citizen would ever want to answer. Still, I must take complete responsibility for all my actions, both public and private.
0: All right. So I know a bit about the history of this. I was an adult when this happened and was following the news, sort of, but I have since seen a number of documentaries and think pieces on this whole event. I've heard from Monica Lewinsky herself talk about what was going on back then. And my personal and clinical opinion has changed over time because I've changed as a human being in terms of awareness of sexism and workplace sexual harassment. And also I've been given more information as more information has come out. But anyway, to analyze his apology, this is him apologizing for his behavior. I think mainly he's going to apologize for infidelity. The very first thing that he says is that under grand jury he was asked questions that what he's saying, he's saying, "I no one should have to answer these questions. So right off the bat, he's implicating someone else as the person that is to blame. He's saying, I'm only here because I was forced to answer personal questions that no one should be subjected to. And if you were alive at the time and know the history, there was a lot of political fighting between Democrats and Republicans. You could argue a lot of it got ramped up during the Time it's not like Democrats and Republicans weren't fighting before this, but they you know they certainly were. But during the Clinton years, it was accelerating, and there's a lot of different analyses as to why that is. But he is, I think, hinting at that. It's like, well, here we go again. The Republicans attacking me, and they forced me to an- answer a bunch of questions, which is unfair, and that's why I'm here. So not all of us are politicians apologizing to a nation. So I'm gonna think more along the lines of when you're apologizing to your partner, because that's where a lot of apology occur but really any close relationship you don't want to start off with something like that you can get to it eventually you know you can be by the way eh, but if you're really trying to apologize and you're really trying to be effective in your apology and effectiveness is something that I'm going to get into in this deep dive in terms of what is the goal of your apology what what's the purpose what are you trying to accomplish because that's important and often we're trying to gain forgiveness we're trying to elicit forgiveness meaning that the person no longer has ill will towards us or negative feelings about us or the event that or the transgression that we committed so if you're trying to elicit forgiveness you don't want to start off with a defensive statement like well i'm only here because i'm forced to be here it's not going to elicit forgiveness because the person's going to be like well so you're not really sorry which i would actually apply to bill clinton in this situation right but anyway so let's rewind because then he had a second statement there i
1: answered their questions truthfully including questions about my private life, questions no American citizen would ever want to answer. Still, I must take complete responsibility for all my actions, both public and private.
0: Okay, so he's saying, I must take full responsibility. I think he's not saying it in the way of like, okay, I I guess I have to. I think he actually is trying to communicate. I committed these transgressions and I have to take responsibility because there's no one else to blame except for me. I think that's what he's saying, which is a good thing to say in an apology.
1: And that is why I'm speaking to you tonight. As you know, in a deposition in January, I was asked questions about my relationship with Monica Lewinsky. While my answers were legally accurate, I did not volunteer information.
0: Okay, again, if you understand the background of what he's saying right now, maybe he'll get to this, I don't think he does. Well, so I'm an American citizen, so he was apologizing to me, okay? And full disclosure, I voted for him back then in 92. Just know that, I guess, because if people think I'm attacking him because I am a Republican or something, Full disclosure, I voted for him. I wasn't super enthusiastic about him. But in terms of the alternatives, uh, Ross Perot, (laughs) he is apologizing to me. So that actually leads to another part of an apology, which is who is transgressed upon? Who's the transgressor? So he is the transgressor and I am the transgressed upon. He's apologizing to the nation. He's apologizing to me. He was apologizing to me back then. So do I accept his apology and or do I forgive him? So if he's apologizing to me, I'll give my own personal, not clinical reaction to this, which is that, especially given what I know now, when he says that while his answers were technically accurate, he did not provide information, that is insufficient to me because when he was answering the questions, uh, if you know the history, when he was asked questions, has he had sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky? He said no, because when he looked at the people who were investigating, when he looked at their defi- their written definition of sexual relations, it was such a weird definition, legally speaking. Something It had something to do with you had to have physical contact with the intent on creating arousal and sexual sexual satisfaction in the other person. And so, if, if I think I remember this right, don't quote me on that. And Bill Clinton's like, well, I was never actually trying to please her. She was always trying to please me. So, I never had sexual relations with her because I was never touching her in a way that was trying to arouse her or please her. Now, According to anyone else's definition, he absolutely did have sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky, and he knows that. So when he's apologizing to me and he's saying, well, technically I was telling you the truth, I'd be like, but you knew what was being communicated. You knew that people would hear what you were saying as if you had never had any sexual contact, not following this weird definition of sexual relations. So I personally am not satisfied with that it's what would really satisfy me in this apology is if he said i have a problem with sexuality with self-restraint with attachment i have issues that led to a lot of decisions uh, leading to me sexually harassing an employee of mine an intern of mine a much younger more vulnerable individual i am the supreme boss of the white house and she was an employee and 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 I exploited that And when I was asked the question, did I have sexual relations with her, I used my lawyer stuff to get out of it by essentially deceiving those people who were asking the question. And when I went public, because this is after that, you know, he had a press conference. Let me say it again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And he's saying, well, I I wasn't lying. And I'm like, yes, you were, because you knew what we thought you meant by that. that. that's the definition of lying. You were willingly saying something that you knew would be misinterpreted as something else other than the truth. So insufficient apology to me.
1: Indeed, I did have a relationship with Ms. Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part, for which I am solely and completely responsible.
0: Okay, so he is taking full responsibility. That is one of my 12 components, which I've changed over time and probably will continue to refine, but I feel like I've landed on a good set of components of apologies. Well, I will say that he's acknowledging part of the transgression, that he really should be apologizing to his wife because he was cheating on her, right, in around this issue. But more importantly, he should be apologizing to Monica Lewinsky for exploiting her for sexually harassing her at work. And if he's apologizing to me, then, well, so that's another th- a part of this is because that is part of the apology system that I get into in the deep dive, which is that what responsibility does he have to me? If I'm bothered by his behavior, does that an actual transgression against me personally? Because on one hand I could say yes, because he is the president of my country, my federal government, and thus has, a, a, I guess, a moral, res- I mean, the way that people see it is that he has a moral responsibility to be a good leader to lead by example to be to have integrity that kind of thing to not open himself up to it because when you engage in those kinds of behaviors you can be compromised in terms of someone could blackmail you to get information that could harm the nation and me as by extension but in terms of the morality of it And I remember thinking this at the time, I don't feel personally harmed when a politician who represents me does something like this, that cheats on their partner. Cheating happens, and I I don't consider that a transgression on me. People have messy lives, take it from me, I'm a therapist, I hear about it all the time, and I, I don't feel personally harmed when people have messy lives. But anyway, so this is common to public apologies where they'll say, I take full responsibility. You'll hear those phrases. And this is another part of my whole deep dive on apologies, which is that you can't just say things like that. You can't just say, I'm sorry, I take full responsibility. Those are topic sentences to five paragraphs of demonstrating that introduction. You're saying, I take full responsibility. Okay, now proceed to take full, re- okay, you're sorry. Okay, now proceed to demonstrate to me that you actually are sorry. But
1: I told the grand jury today, and I say to you now, that at no time did I ask anyone to lie, to hide or destroy evidence, or to take any other unlawful action.
0: Right. so just briefly, he, that was one of the main indictment items, I'm not a lawyer, but one of the main accusations, he was using his position of power to force people to be quiet and he is saying, at no point did I ever do that. And I believe Monica Lewinsky herself has said that, she, that indeed he did not directly tell her to lie to an investigators. But when you understand the system and the context, there was a lot of messages and, and, and implications that Monica Lewinsky and others definitely should not talk about, and that you know that's when when you that's why we talk about sexual harassment in the workplace because there's the the power imbalance and the threat is exploitative of the subordinate individual. You don't have to tell the subordinate individual to be quiet because it's understood, especially if you sort of imply things that. Because you have power, you literally are running the most powerful nation on the planet and have, you know, the FBI and the CIA, you know, you have all these people that can actually literally just kill you and erase you from the planet that you don't have to say, don't talk about this and reveal things that will harm me because it's absolutely just implied in the relationship. One could argue that that was implied. I don't remember. I I don't want to get into the weeds because I don't remember all the details, but anyway from my understanding of the whole picture this is not really taking responsibility or really apologizing for what he did.
1: I know that my public comments and my silence about this matter gave a false impression. I misled people, including Even my wife.
0: Okay, good. Briefly, yes. That's absolutely necessary to identify that he misled.
1: I deeply regret that.
0: Okay, so we'll, we'll see where he goes with this, but that word regret, I go into this in the deep dive, but there are a lot of different words that will describe apology. And I actually go through all the research on the definition of apology, because what exactly is it? What does it mean? And one of the components of the definitions that I go into is regret versus remorse. And we could talk a lot about what those two words mean to us and the context, but to me, regret is a broader word than remorse, because when you regret something, you could say. And given his apology thus far, you could absolutely make this case that he regrets having misled uh, and and lied and that stuff because he got caught. You know, we when we get caught and we have you know negative consequences from that, we'll be like, "Ooh, I regret that. I wish I hadn't done that." Whereas remorse is a very different word, right? Now, some people when they say regret, they might mean remorse, at least in part, if not fully. But if you say remorse, that really gets to the core of a real apology, which is I transgressed upon you and I feel bad about it. I have remorse. So he used regret. Let's see if he actually delineates if it's you know, the first type of regret or actual remorse. I tell you,
1: I was motivated by many factors. First, by a desire to protect
0: myself. One of the main elements of an apology that people often leave out or mess up is explaining why the transgression occurred, why you committed the transgression, without making excuses. Some people will say it, providing an explanation is excusing it away, and certainly that can be the case. but. If you are really going to apologize, particularly in these kinds of apologies, you know, if you're apologizing to your spouse for having lied or cheated or something, you should take the time to eventually figure out the factors that led to that transgression, because in order for you not to commit that transgression again, you must understand how you committed it in the first place. And, and a lot of people will just say, well, I don't know, I just made a choice at the time, I'll, I'll just never make that choice again almost all the time, that is insufficient because you didn't just make a choice. It was probably a series of a hundred or a thousand different little decisions or factors or traumas or assumptions or perceptions or contextual factors or, you know, denials or defenses, you know, something, there are many things that were involved in the transgression. And so when you do the work, when you do the homework, when you do that investigation, sometimes therapy is necessary for that. Then when you apologize, you can present those explanations, those factors, because the transgressive, and, and then you're clear, like, I'm not excusing what I did. I'm just saying like why I did it also when you provide because it provides a plan for the future you know if your partner apologizes to you and has no explanation as to why they did what they did you probably will feel like well it's probably going to happen again especially if it's happened re- repeatedly right whereas if they say I think I figured out why I did it and here's what I'm going to do to try to address those factors then as the transgressed upon individual you're going to say like oh well I I have a little bit more confidence or at the very least it shows that they care enough to actually try to figure out how it happened so they can prevent it from happening again. Now, on the flip side, when you try to excuse it away, you would say, here are all the reasons why it happened, and I'm not to blame. And there's a, there's a big difference between those two. So he's saying, I was lying because I, let's rewind that.
1: Regret that. I can only tell you I was motivated by many factors. First, by a desire to protect myself from the embarrassment of my own conduct.
0: Okay, so he was embarrassed by his conduct, which is understandable. I believe that, given everything that I understand about the situation. And he didn't want to reveal that because he didn't want to be embarrassed by having to admit what he had done. So that's actually, that actually, as an American citizen, he's apologized to me, I... I like that factor because that self-awareness, and a lot of politicians wouldn't admit that. When I get into other public apologies, on, on the scale of things, I'm guessing that this one is is already better than a lot of other public figures' apologies, you know? So he's saying, I have a sensitivity to embarrassment, or I tend to do things that are embarrassing, or I was afraid of embarrass, embarrassment to myself, you know, because there's a lot of ways he could have phrased that, right? He, he could have said something like, the reason why... I lied to everyone, including my wife, was because I didn't want the Republicans to, I didn't want to give them a reason to attack me. You know, that's a shade off of embarrassment, right? It's like I didn't want that to get out there because I could have negative thoughts. He's just saying embarrassment. I just, I was embarrassed and I didn't want to admit my problem, essentially. Now, if he were to go more into that, the embarrassment like why was it embarrassing then that would be even better but you know that that's a pretty good factor to identify
1: i was also very concerned about protecting my family the fact that these questions were being asked in a politically inspired lawsuit which has since been dismissed was a consideration too
0: okay eh. <laughs> so <laughs> He is essentially saying, I lied, one, because I'm a good person who tries to protect his family. Well, how about you not do it in the first place, right? And two, you're still lying. That's not okay. And then the other, th- and then he says, this was a politically motivated lawsuit, which is true as far as I can tell. But if they're right, you know, if the lawsuit has merit, then regardless of the motivation, it's still your fault that you did it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a new year, so of course it's time for New Year's resolutions, but often those are just manifestations of internalized harmful voices, voices that tell us we're not good enough. So instead of making a resolution to change something, let's recognize that we are already good enough. Now most people think of therapy as a place for us to work on our problems, But there are several schools of thought within the field of psychotherapy that adamantly reject that paradigm, like narrative therapy and solution-focused. Instead, these clinicians help us focus on what we're already doing well. And by helping us do that, data shows that we often will gravitate towards more beneficial patterns. Well, one place you can find such therapists is on BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, it's definitely worth giving a try. So, celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Kirk today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kirk. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that
0: case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: In addition, I had real and serious concerns about an independent council investigation that began with private business dealings 20 years ago, dealings, I might add, about which an independent federal agency found no evidence of any wrongdoing by me or my wife over two years ago. The independent counsel investigation moved on to my staff and friends, then into my private life, and now the investigation itself is under investigation.
0: Okay, so he's just continuing down that road of he's being persecuted by political opposition and they haven't found anything, and now we're gonna actually investigate them because they are the problem. And okay, so there's there's a different way to apologize. If I heard the following, I think I would be more satisfied as an American citizen. If he were to say something like, Look, I was being attacked. in my perception, by the the Republicans. They were going after me, they wanted to get rid of me, and they were willing to do anything to do that, including some pretty shady legal maneuvers. That's neither here nor there, but just know that that was kind of the context. And then they started, they investigated all sorts of things, and everything else was completely false and was found to be so. But they did find this one thing, which was me and Monica Lewinsky. And when they were going into that, it... I I didn't I was in my head I'm like oh my god they actually have found something that is legit I lied because of that or you know I was I was terrified that if I uh, if they found that out that it would justify all these false lies and then there would be more attacks and I don't know if he said something like that I'd be like okay at least that's providing a context but he's kind of talking about a whole different topic right now we're no longer in the apology zone we're in the zone of just like we're only here because I am being persecuted by the Republicans, and that is not a sufficient apology.
1: This has gone on too long, cost too much, and hurt too many innocent people. Now this matter is between me, the two people I love most, my wife and our daughter, and our God. I must put it right, and I am prepared to do whatever it takes to do so.
0: Okay, normally in an apology, I would commend something like that, that he is saying, but in this instance... It doesn't sound so great because of the context that it's in. But generally speaking, when you are apologizing, it is a good idea to say, I am willing to do whatever it takes to make it up to you, to remedy the situation, to address the factors that led up to the transgression. And I'm very committed to working on this and to making it not happen again because that's how much I care about you. That's how serious I'm taking this transgression because I understand how much I harmed you. And so I'm going to be taking this very seriously. So verbally, that's what he's saying. But in the context of everything that He's saying I th- the message I'm getting as an American citizen is the transgression is between me and my wife and my daughter and my God and thus everyone else should just stay out of it because this is this is no one else's concern so let me off the hook is kind of what I'm hearing which as an American citizen doesn't feel sufficient.
1: The thing is more important to me personally but it is private And I intend to reclaim my family life for my family.
0: Right. So that's the way it sounded, and then he just confirms that.
1: It's nobody's business but ours.
0: Right. So he's doubling down on that message of just like, everyone needs to stay out of this, which is, you know, pretty convenient perspective given what he has done. And yeah, certainly a lot of this is, if not most of this is a private matter and doesn't involve me. And I remember thinking that at the time, but you did lie straight up to me and to investigators. Now, do I take it super personally that he lied to me? No, but I will say, you know, a lot of people might be thinking, well, you know, politicians, they lie. I've never liked that perspective. I think that That when you have the creeping normalcy of lying among politicians and really among public figures in general, I don't want to live in that world. Okay, if you're going to lie about that, what the hell else are you lying about, right? Like, we're supposed to live in an open democracy, and lying is against that. Anyway, but the other part of this is that... Now that we understand the whole story, it's not just that he lied, it's that he was exploiting an employee, a vulnerable, much much younger employee, and that's a problem. Now, does should he be apologizing to me about that? Mm. I mean, he should be leading by example and taking responsibility for it, but I'm not personally harmed by that. Obviously Monica Lewinsky was harmed by it in a in a variety of ways, and, and the transgression upon Monica Lewinsky was not just only committed by Bill Clinton. It was society at large, the comedians, you know, every, everything.
1: Even presidents have private lives. It is time to stop the pursuit of personal destruction and the prying into private lives and get on with our national life. Our country has been distracted by this matter for too long. And I take my responsibility for my part in all of this. That is all I can do. Now it is time, in fact, it is past time to move on. We have important
0: work to do. Yes, I agree with all of that. It, you know, I was around at the time, and yeah, and the amount of news coverage and the amount of obsession about this whole story, which from my perspe- perspective had nothing to do with the legality of it and had more to do with just the the tabloid nature of it that Bill Clinton I mean just everything that was being said uh, all the little details and the pictures like here's Monica Lumitsky and in, in the beret with him and and the stories about the blue dress and uh, ridiculing her of you know body shaming her and just all sorts of you know that's yes him saying let's move forward and actually start talking about some important political things yes I I agree. And when you're apologizing, this is your grand apology to the nation. Uh, To say this is obviously self serving. (laughs) Like, so when that's another thing to think about when you are apologizing, that if you have self-serving things in the apology, it can come across as that way and thus will negate the apology, right? It's like, hey, look, I'm really sorry, but you know, can you just move on from this? Can we just move forward? It'll feel as though you're not really recognizing the weight of the transgression, that you don't really care, that you're not really remorseful, you're not really in my shoes, you don't really care about how I'm dealing with it. You're basically like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, but can we move forward? That's not a great way to apologize
1: real opportunities to seize, real problems to solve, real security matters to face. And so tonight, I ask you to turn away from the spectacle of the past seven months, to repair the fabric of our national discourse, and to return our attention to all the challenges and all the promise of the next American century. Thank you for watching, and good night.
0: Alright, so I just came up with the following grading scale. I will have it like a like a school grade, A, B, C, D, F. And A is more than sufficient B is sufficient. So how do we define sufficiency? Well, there are three different elements that I can identify thus far. One is, is that the goals of the apology were met. The goal meaning that the apologizer typically will enter into it, hopefully with some sort of conscious goal. They are seeking acceptance or forgiveness or understanding, or can we please reconcile our relationship? You know, some sort of goal there. Now, sometimes it's hard to know what the goal of the apology was, right? I guess if we look at Bill Clinton, part of the goal of this apology was to, uh, clearly given his apology, to get people to stop asking him questions and to stop hating him, right? And to let him, quote unquote, do his job. So was that goal met? I would say, yeah, from my memory, most people, at least who voted for him, were on his side anyway, because of... The way things were in the 90s, that the lack of awareness of sexual harassment and coercion, the shaming of women in the situation, the ex- the excusing of men from this kind of behavior. So, uh, from my memory, the country mostly did move on, at least his supporters. But anyway, so so that goal but I wouldn't say that's a very viable goal, although if we if we if we compare this to relationship apologies you might a part of part of your apology goal might be like look i want to apologize and i want to convey remorse and responsibility but i also want us to move forward and have a good time tonight or i want us to be able to get back on track with our relationship and essentially i think what he is doing here is analogous to that looking back i don't think that that's very fair of him to ask particularly in the midst of an apology he could have said that later so, anyway but the other two L- Of sufficiency are the apology was accepted by the transgressed and the apology has helped the harmed individual to forgive now or eventually forgive. So there's that's B. So B is like, look, sufficient, you know, and then A, more than sufficient, is like, wow, you really went more, you really went above and beyond. So achieving a B is actually pretty hard. And in my experience, almost no one ever achieves that. Occasionally I'll come across situations in my office or in my personal life where uh, an apology is, a B letter grade it is sufficient, but it's pretty rare. Um, C is mostly sufficient, meaning there was some sufficiency there, but there were some notable uh, deficits. D is slightly sufficient, meaning that, okay, I'll recognize that there was that element of the apology that was sufficient, but the rest of it was not. And then F is completely insufficient. So where would I put Bill Clinton? I would put him at slightly sufficient because there were elements in the apology that I would say were sufficient Identified those, but there was so much more that needs to be said that I identified, and I could go on and on about all the other things he could have said, but you know the main categories are he didn't even necessarily recognize the main transgression that eventually we would come to know, which is again sexual harassment coercion, the predatory nature of him on a vulnerable, very, very young woman. I think she was 22 at the time or something. So that's a major transgression, at least to her, right? And he didn't even identify that because he probably doesn't even know that that was a transgression. Has he apologized for that since? I I don't know. I'll try to search for that. But anyway, so there was that. Also, he mostly just talked about how he was being persecuted and how he wanted the nation to move on from it, which basically Taints the rest of the apology, right? So there's that. Also, he provided one element, a sufficient factor as to why he lied because he was embarrassed, uh, that did feel sufficient for that identification. But there were so many other bullet points and also more elaboration on those factors, including that one, that would have made it feel more sufficient to me as the person, as one of the individuals he's trying to apologize to. So I would give it. A Well, so it's funny because if I give him a D, then I'm guessing I'm going to give everyone else an F. But I think that's just the way it's going to be. So maybe I'll have like different degrees of F and D (laughs) because I'm pretty sure all of these public figures are going to get D's and F's. So maybe I'll have different levels of F. And different levels of d because he 's certainly not mostly sufficient, and as a professor we don 't give letter grades at my university, but you know i 'm aware of the sort of the vibe of those kinds of grades because I got them until I you know graduated from my bachelor 's degree and what i 'll say is that yeah i mean i would I would say he got a d i mean well, really, he got an f like if I w- if he were a student in my class and the the task was to apologize i 'd be like, no. <laughs> Go, go back home. You, you got read the chapter on apologies. But I, I'm pretty sure this is better than most. So I'll give him some credit that, you know, it's, it's a D. Because a lot of politicians that I'm sure I'll, I'll review, they don't accept any responsibility. And they certainly don't provide any kind of factors, uh, personal problems that resulted in the transgression. So yeah, D. All right. Well, so that does it for that segment. And the rest of the episode is, is just going to be for patrons of the podcast. I'm going to get into way more detail of the research. In today's deep dive, I'm going to be talking about goals and predictors of apology. You know, what kind of factors are present that can be good predictors of whether or not someone will apologize. And there's a lot of research on that. I'm going to go into a long segment on closure because someone actually, uh, an upper tier patron asked a question about closure. And I thought, it would be good to include that in this segment of the deep dive. I'm going to talk about uh, bad goals for th- for apologies, meaning like some people will head into apologies with really bad goals, with with you know ill-advised goals. The efficacy of apologies, like what factors lead to a- an apology being effective, that you know it's pretty important to pay attention to. And also, eventually, I'm going to get going to, get to what research says in terms of the effects of a good apology. So if you want to listen to the rest of the episode, you have to become a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com or clicking the link below. When you become a patron, you'll get access to this episode and all of my other deep dives on various other topics. We have hundreds of deep, deep dives very involved. When I spend months researching and doing a lit review and, you know, it's essentially like I'm writing a dissertation and uh, when I do that, I want to reward the patrons by saying that's content that they have access to so if if you want to become a patron do it now